0: everyone and welcome to episode 142 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with the lovely Lauren. Hello. How is everyone today?
1: I like it when you call me lovely.
0: I do as well that's why I did it. Oh thank you. Um, It's been a it's been an awesome awesome couple of weeks since the last episode. We've actually got a lot of stuff to talk about. Are you sure?
1: (laughs) You were part of it as well. Yeah no it's been it's been good it's been good.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, news coming out of different things. I thought, that, honestly, after the 30th anniversary event, that things would maybe die, die down, down a little bit for a bit. No, but apparently not. Mm-mm. Loads of stuff's going on. Yes. Um, so, But actually, today, we do have some news, but we also have an interesting topic that was suggested by one of our long-time listeners, um, and it's to discuss the worst Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, not specifically what we think is the worst, but the whole... Like, we've, we've talked about, like, first game syndrome before, but this is specifically to talk about worst game syndrome. Mm, worst game the syndrome. Opposite. Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> quite the opposite. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it is quite the opposite. It isn't is it? the yeah. opposite, yeah. It is the opposite. Okay, so, um, yeah, before we get into all that, though, for you new folks, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show every Tuesday working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come on the iTunes Store as well as Final Fantasy Union Dot com. as i'm sure many of you guys know we are on patreon you can find out more information if you go to patreon.com forward slash ffkh union and we're now going to do shout outs for everyone who has pledged two dollars 50 or more per episode to whom we are eternally grateful hmm. kick it off lauren
1: barry norton at nortron zero then we've
0: got christian burge lewis james satria jayas Adama at satria 65 Ruben,
1: skylar lovelace
0: tiger crane at palpable milkshake
1: tyson wildman at ty wildman one ventus William Trengrove at Varnas the Azure.
0: Chris Morales.
1: Digi Leo at Chubb Arcanine.
0: Dustin Haviv at Dustyfish770.
1: Eric Decker at Choco Taco.
0: Harley Crawley at Dark ZT Akami.
1: Jonathan Gonzalez at Oh, It's Just Johnny.
0: Josh McNabb at J2K9.
1: Michael Graham.
0: Thorin Bullen at masked 23
1: Zach Duranto at ZDuranto58.
0: Alex Troutman at Akira Namjian.
1: Billy Jackson at Underscore Billy Jackson.
0: Darren Matthews at Doomster 73.
1: Jason Rivera at Neo Archadaic.
0: Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J.
1: Julio Carrillo at Dead Demon 225.
0: Keith Field at The Mighty Keith.
1: Mario Herker.
0: Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail.
1: Muhammad Koyam.
0: Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore knack 95.
1: Rachel Casterton at Urba Yon Ray.
0: Tony Stemmen at Tony The
1: Batanitas at V underscore Tron 5000.
0: And Zelda clone at Apes Type Novels. Yay! Thanks everyone. Thank you guys so much. So yeah, our main topic was suggested by Barry Norton, who we just read out on there on the Patreon list, and uh, he actually went to our last fan gathering as well. It was awesome yeah, to meet no, him. it
1: was so great to meet him and Lars as well. Like, it was great to meet his uh, girlfriend. Um, they were just lovely, the both of them. They're very, very lovely people.
0: Yeah. And uh, so Barry sent me a message asking if we could talk about this worst game syndrome kind of mm. thing. So he was talking about the fact that, you know, when Final Fantasy VIII came out, he knew people that were really unhappy about it. And of course, it's happened with Final Fantasy IX, X, X, XIII, XV, you name it. It's not a new concept. It's just I think that nowadays, because people are so much more vocal, there's a lot more places where people can go to kind of vent frustrations, that it's a lot more apparent. But if We go back to the beginning. I, I think it's important that we kind of think about where Final Fantasy came from and look at kind of what has changed over the years. I mean, obviously, Final Fantasy One was a huge success for the franchise, it was the thing that kicked it all off, yeah, and it kind of saved Square from oblivion essentially and convinced Sakaguchi that he was meant, he was destined to be a video game designer, yeah. Um, but with Final Fantasy Two. They obviously set the precedent for the main series that they were going to change things. Like it wasn't just going to be a sequel, which was obviously uh, kind of, i guess what was expected of the time like you know if you think about most things when you see a follow-on it's the same cast of characters yeah there's, there's a similar narrative that's taking place
1: i mean like mario kind of did that but the second one actually was quite different compared to the first one but still was the same sort of deal like it's a it's a platformer like it's just there's mario and you have to save the princess although no not in the second one no it's more like the third one Yeah, sorry, that that was kind of going off in the tangent. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, Uh, yeah.
0: so obviously Final Fantasy two introduced some things. So it was the first time we saw chocobos, and Sid was there. However, it changed like staple. So it was the first time that they removed experience points. Mm. Um, They introduced a whole new leveling system, which. I know some people don't like it. It is slightly weird that the best way to level up is to beat yourself up. Yeah. Um, But, you know, if you think about it, it was extremely innovative at the time. And franchises like the Elder Scrolls have basically stolen or, let's say, um, paid homage to that concept (laughs) and uh, obviously made it a much more uh, developed concept, especially with like Oblivion and stuff like that. And the other big thing, the change it made was in Final Fantasy 1, it was, you had a co- you, you essentially picked a job and then you could name those jobs um and they didn't have any like they had they had a role in the story but like they, they, there was no actual story that was revolving, wait you mean
1: characters yeah because you said jobs you yeah could you could name did. a
0: job you did you essentially said i want to be a thief or a fighter or what well, yeah but yeah there was no character it was just, you pick a job well, it
1: was kind of like a character though
0: yeah, but you could pick whatever you wanted. Yeah. Like it was, you could pick five warriors if you wanted, five yeah. black mages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, five. Yeah. I get what you four, mean. Four, four, yeah, four, okay. four. But with Final Fantasy II, they actually introduced named characters that were yeah. part of the story. They had backstory. They took part in the narrative. Like they had development. Yeah. Um. So that was obviously a massive change. But when you look at Final Fantasy three they they didn't just say, "Well, let's change the whole thing again." That's yeah. Just, they, what they did was they they took what worked from Final Fantasy One, they took what worked from Final Fantasy Two. They melded those together and then they introduced some then they introduced something else. So it wasn't the fact that they just thought, Okay guys, what we need to do is we need to start from scratch again. They just took what worked, to cut out what didn't work, so yeah. they got rid of the whole um the leveling system they went back to the one from the first game yeah but they introduced the job class system for the first time which, which is, is obviously... like
1: the biggest but then ever.
0: that was just an enhanced version of what they showed in the first game because obviously yeah. the first game had jobs yeah but now they had gave you the ability to change your job class and then
1: in the remake they add more as well and yeah. like it's just crazy
0: and they added the uh, the ability to use special commands like steal for the first time but then they went back to having the nameless characters, which it got, of course, changed with the remake. But mm. in the original game, it was just the four heroes of light again that you could name yeah. and do whatever you wanted Yeah, with. like
1: they didn't have like Lunath and um, Ark and that no. type of stuff. They so they kind that. of
0: just looked at what worked, enhanced it, and then introduced something new. And that was the same kind of thing with Final Fantasy IV. Obviously, I was doing a bit of research into this beforehand. And actually, the history of this was that Final Fantasy 3 was done when they were uh, at a phase where technology was kind of passing them by, but they wanted to get it done. But after Final Fantasy 3, Square said, well, we're we're kind of experts at the NES now, so we should do another NES game, which will be Final Fantasy 4, and then we'll do a game on the SNES, which will be Final Fantasy 5. But I think the technology was moving on so quickly that the NES was kind of on its way out, and they got about 80% done with Final Fantasy 4, and then they canned it, and then they ended up integrating a lot of that into what was then Final Fantasy V, but renamed that as Final Fantasy Four. Oh. So anyway, so they so they, it was again they they kind so of So
1: kind of like Final Fantasy versus thirteen, I Yeah, it's like they
0: just did it's, it it's like, just a, like lot a lot of the stuff thing. just isn't known though. Like it's not no. really common anyway. No. So um the big change here was that they went away from the small cast. So obviously in the in the first three games, it was four characters. Yeah. Whereas in this one they had the whole huge cast of characters Again, it was similar to Final Fantasy II. They went back to having set-named characters. They've got set job classes. But this time, there was a much bigger focus on the story, and the big change was they introduced the ATB system. Mm. So again, they kind of kept what had worked from the first three, changed things around a little bit, put a bit more focus on the narrative because that's kind of how things were going, introduced the ATB system. But with Final Fantasy V, they shrunk the cast back down again, They modified the ATB system, which obviously had worked very well. So they introduced the timeline system so you could see who was going to be attacking next. And they reintroduced the whole job class system of three with like massive wholesale improvements. So it it was nothing about rocking the boat. It was never like, we need to redefine the genre, guys. It was just, here's what worked last time.
1: Yeah, let's update it. it.
0: Let's just call on some things that we did in the past. Yeah. And then just make it better.
1: Which is the way it should be, really. Yeah.
0: And then like so Final Fantasy VI, they kind of looked at Final Fantasy IV, they went back to a really blown out story, massive cast of characters. Um they Espers were in it in a big way, and you could learn magicite from them. Uh and then they introduced the desperation attacks. That was, like, the big new mechanics they put in. Yeah. And they introduced accessories that you could equip for the first time. So, again, it wasn't, like, massive wholesale, no. wholesale changes. And even when you look got Final Fantasy VII, it's but still... But it's what,
1: um, like, just going back to Final Fantasy VI real quick, it's just, like, that's what, like, a lot of people consider to be the pinnacle of Final Fantasy mm. as, a, um, as a game series. I mean, there's so many people who look at VI as the sort of... Um, ultimate final fantasy game
0: yeah because it had everything it like had a massive story it had a really um I, I wouldn't am I gonna say deep battle system, but it was yeah. it was solid. It was yeah, solid. Was solid system. Yeah,
1: and a solid sort of story as well. Like uh, you felt for the characters a lot. Um, in comparison to other games. In yeah, the and it was
0: it was had a really good soundtrack as well. It was
1: hilarious. Um, like there was so much about it that just worked, and it was it also marked the end of their relationship with and, N- and Nintendo. As and well. I mean,
0: like that, and that's like with Final Fantasy VII. It was very similar to Final Fantasy VI. The big change was the graphics like yeah. it was again it was they they wanted to change one aspect of the, the what they were doing so they changed the graphics the story is many people have pointed out is very similar to final fantasy 6 in terms of its mm. structure um obviously they um they, they beefed things up a bit but uh, they inter- introduced cutscenes, scenes which is obviously on the graphical front but the gameplay like the atb system was very similar limit breaks are just an enhanced version of desperation attacks yep the um the materia system is just a essentially just a, a modified version of getting the magic so again that was slightly different but it wasn't too far detached from anything no, no. and obviously you have summons still in there like most of the core mechanics were the same as we'd seen in the past it's just that they visually represented in a different way yeah but when we got into final fantasy 8 like they introduced the junction system the draw point system like starting to get a bit more away from what was was standard at that time yeah which is
1: what like a lot of people didn't like about eight wasn't it they didn't like the junction
0: system and the other thing was that whereas with final fantasy one through six you had a very consistent graphic style yeah final fantasy seven obviously completely changed that and people were okay with that yeah it was still
1: like a cartoony style but
0: then final fantasy eight completely changed the graphical style again
1: I mean, granted, like they were pushing boundaries, weren't they? Because this was the first game in the series where they were just like, we're going to try motion capture and that type of stuff, which is obviously something that's used all all the time today. Like, I mean, they were they were doing things well beyond their time um but with the junction system it was just something that fans necessarily weren't expecting and didn't really fully understand and like the draw system you think like oh well if i have enough mp i have enough magic to handle this but wait no i have to i have to actually take it away like and then
0: like if i use this magic it makes me worse because i've junctioned it yeah my abilities exactly
1: so if i use it up then that means that my strength is lower oh this is crap i think
0: it was i mean with eight it was a lot of people kind of got turned off by those things because it was a big change and i mean even like the way you learn abilities essentially from the gfs was very similar to six where you learn the magic site oh yeah exactly but the way it was presented was strange like you've got to learn like attack j and like all these different things and like oh you can't um Use the, like certain commands until you've learned them. Like, why? Why yeah. do I need to be in that point? And
1: it's interesting that we're sort of talking about the two because, yeah, like Final Fantasy VIII, even with regards to the guardian forces, are very similar in terms of how they affect the the main characters. Like, they just they they hold a, a major part within the story almost. Maybe not as much as Final Fantasy VI, mm. but they still do. So they're very similar.
0: But I think it's just like that whole thing where if you looked at final fantasy 8 and final fantasy 7 you could argue you could you could conceivably say they're not related to each other yeah whereas if you look at final fantasy 1 through 6 you can see that they are part of the same franchise like there's a similar style going through there and uh, they're they're part of something yeah but i think when they once they got onto the playstation era like the graphics were a big part of what what changed and and even when you go into final fantasy 9 like graphically i'd say that like the that kind of chibi style is a bit more similar to what they had in Final Fantasy 7. Mm. But then they changed the mechanics again completely yeah. to go back to like a system where um you learn um all your abilities from the items you equipped, like yeah. accessories and stuff. It was a very simple system. Um, whereas in before, we were used to you do loads more damage, like the, the higher you level up um, and you get like ma- crazy limit breaks and stuff. And it's all about these massive, super long battles that last for ages because you've yeah. got to do all this damage. Final Fantasy Nine was like, no, we're going to throw all of that out the window <laughs> and we're going to introduce like a really quick battle system where it's not necessarily about how much damage you do. It's kind of how you handle these situations and yeah. they're going to make it more difficult and challenging. Like the Osmar only has 65,000 health. Like, yeah. I, I when I when I was going this I was like, how can a boss that, like that's that tough only have sixty five thousand health? Like I'm used to bosses having hundreds of thousands of hit yeah, points. Yeah. Um it was it was again a bit strange. I I mean Final Fantasy Nine I've talked about it before, it I was I don't know if it was the stage of the life I was in or whatever, but that was where I kind of got turned off because I'd come in at Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Eight, I liked the progression with that one, but Final Fantasy Nine, I was like, What what is this? I wasn't used to the olden days of Final Fantasy. I hadn't played Final Fantasy 1 through 6 at that point, and I know it was supposed to be a tribute game, but yeah. I didn't know what it was a tribute to.
1: Yeah, which so, is really such a shame, isn't it? Because it's just like, you know, they they kept trying things, and then they went back, sort of, and then... But, like, how are you supposed to keep fans sort of knowing what they're doing? It's like every game you're just kind of throwing a curveball or a spanner into the mix and just saying, like, oh, well, uh, this is not the same thing that you're used to. This is not like Call of Duty where you know sort of exactly what you're doing. This is just... Uh, and,
0: yeah, and it was also like... Um, a new
1: system because we feel like it.
0: Even in, even in Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 8, there was no real sense of job classes. Like, no. Each of the characters had their own weapon types. There was fine. a bit though, because you could seven...
1: conceivably say that, that with Lulu, Lulu is the well, no. Black I'm saying and seven and eight. Oh, seven and eight. Seven yeah, no, there wasn't. So
0: every they they only they had their own weapon types that they were specifically yeah. they specifically could use. But everything else, like all the magic and everything, was completely uh, anyone could use whatever you could at junction whatever guardians yeah. you wanted. You could learn like any spell. Whatever. I mean, like yeah. But it's Final Fantasy nine, you're like oh, Garnet's the only person that can do summons to get Iko and Zidane's good at this and Queen O's good at that. And I was like, "What? Well, how do I, like, I want to just cast Cure with whoever I've got. Like, just. yeah. so again, it was kind of confusing to me. And as someone who entered in at seven, they again, like eight was a big change.
1: Yeah,
0: nine was a massive change back to something I didn't even wasn't familiar with. Yeah, and then ten was again another completely different change, like yeah. a different way of storytelling. Um, the the ATB system was was quite different. again. Yeah. it was it wasn't uh it wasn't a bar system; it was just a turn based system.
1: Yeah, and I don't get the sort of like weird. Hatred that people have come out with for Ten recently. I mean, like, I'm maybe it's just because nobody's really vocalized their hatred of it until now. But like, I loved Ten. Like, I always loved. Oh no, X. I
0: I really love. I X think Ten well.
1: system is like fantastic, and I love the uh, storytelling. 10,
0: two, Ten Two's battle system is way better than tens
1: Yeah, yeah, I I have to be honest. I I prefer Final Fantasy Ten 2s battle system, but like, I just don't get. I don't get the um this just undying hatred that people have for final fantasy 10 saying it's like the worst game in the series
0: but i think like this is where um you know obviously from 10 it goes on to 11 12 13 14 and 15 and like 12
1: Um, kind of built off of 11 which if you didn't play 11 you had no clue what you were doing
0: 12 it was a combination like 11 but it was also the evilest games and Mm so you know they they brought a game into the main series franchise that was based off a spin-off franchise yeah. initially. So then you got, you look at seven right, one through six continuity with yeah. small changes that evolved things but continued to build on what was working. Seven eight nine ten eleven and twelve like you can look at those games and you can there's parts of them that you can remember like recognize but like there's other parts where you're just like what how's this even relate like if you looked at the yeah. like twelve like one through six. You look at one and you look at six. You can see they're they're very similar, like yeah. in certain ways. Seven and twelve, yeah. Like, is this a different franchise I'm looking at? And I feel like, obviously, like things progress, mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy is about to change. But I I feel that when they got onto the PlayStation era. The graphics changed in massive ways. Mm. But then they also kind of got ho- caught up on this whole, we need to change, we need to yeah. do things. And and like, obviously the rest of the industry was doing the same thing. And people were saying, oh, the JRPG's dying. You've got to modify, you've got to do this, you've got to do yeah. that. Let's westernize, that's where our audience needs to be. Yeah. And so they kind of got, it became like a, a chain around them. Like yeah. they just, just weighing them down. Like We must we, change yeah, it. Yeah, we must change we it. We must be more Which Western. is how you've got Final Fantasy 15, which has no active time battle system. No. They, 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 you, it's not a final, like, it, it sounds weird saying. It's an, it's active not, RPG. It's it's an not,
1: action RPG. It's
0: not a Final Fantasy game in the sense that it doesn't follow the traditions. It it, And this is going to sound really strange because it is a Final Fantasy game. Obviously, yeah. there's, there's lots of things that are similar to it. Yeah. But they're like, well, the some of them are throwaway things like, oh we've got chocobos and moogles in there. Yeah. So that me- therefore makes it a Final Fantasy game. It's like, well, <laughs> it it does, but it is it acts more like a spin-off than yeah. uh, a successor.
1: To be honest, if you got rid of the crystal and the like sort of thematic like, you know, chocobos and moogles or whatever, you wouldn't you wouldn't consider this a final fantasy game.
0: You wouldn't see any kind of relation to Final Fantasy Except maybe 1.
1: big weapons. Oh, big... Wh- like, uh, you know, the... um Oh, what's it called? Series has big weapons. Um, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. It, it, Fighting it's, series.
0: It's not... This isn't ragging on Final Fantasy 15 Soul at Calibre. all. It's, it's, a, it's a good game. Oh, but it's, it's like, great. If you look at Mario and how Mario has changed over time, the core objective is still the same. Yeah. You're running through a level. You're picking up different items yeah. to do that. Yeah. Mario Sunshine is probably the one... That I guess, maybe changed it the most in terms of what you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. but um, People still loved it. Yeah.
1: People still adored it. But that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like um, Final Fantasy, the community, is just an amalgamation of a ton of different people who expect different things from Final Fantasy because Square Enix has made every single Final Fantasy so, well, in the latest, in in later times, so different. In the last 20 years, like... Just each Final Fantasy game has brought in a different type of person into the franchise. And also and... because there
0: have been such distance between them as well. Mm-hmm. Like before, say so Final Fantasy uh, 7 through 10... Like, if you didn't like one of those games, it didn't matter too much because there was another one coming out a year later. Yeah. And if they, obviously, if they went for a run of you didn't like it, then you'd fall out, fall away from it. But, yeah. you know, there were still enough thematic elements. It was mainly the graphical style that changed. Um, obviously, Final Fantasy Nine had a, com- like, Nomura wasn't involved at all. No. They went away, like, completely back to kind of how things were before, let's say. But like it was a very very different game yeah. to to the other ones. But then, Final thirteen, like and twelve and fifteen, there's such time periods between them all that you're going to get completely different people coming in.
1: So there is a way that I can sort of I can sort of like a little bit understand the entitlement that certain fans feel because like they come into the series expecting like a sequel to the game that they loved and they they don't really get that they don't no, get that and and, ever. and that's the thing
0: like in the olden days in the olden days Ye olden like, days it wasn't they changed the story that was the thing they changed yeah. and they they introduced new mechanics but they didn't completely change the entire thing no they, like nowadays, like with the Final Fantasy games they're making, they change the entire system. Yeah. You look at the Lightning franchise, like the saga, whatever. Final Fantasy thirteen has a great battle system. It's mo- it's a modified version of the ten two battle system. That's how it should have been. That's yeah. a natural progression for me. Yeah. I can see ATB system in Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah. Lots of people complaining about the auto battle, but like it's a challenging. I system. I liked it,
1: and it is challenging. Th- uh,
0: ten three. Uh, sorry, thirteen two modify like it, it tried to bring in certain parts of like other things but then you get to lightning returns and, it's and that is not different. even recognizable from no. the other two like it's a completely different style of system
1: and i just don't understand like why how square enix can feel confident in what they're doing when they just introduce completely different gameplay styles like you know, you you sort of have people who are experts in a certain way of de- developing a game. Like you, they're they're focused, they know what they're doing, and then you just say, "All right, well, we're just scrapping that, and we're going to do completely a uh, completely different well, thing." I Granted, mean, I know that there's like different business development um uh, areas. There's different, well, like Final teams, Fantasy Thirteen, so
0: that's the same one.
1: Yeah. So, like you know, you it's like you go into work one day, and they're just like, "All right." Guys, um, I know that this is what you've been doing the whole time, but we're going to scratch that and just do something completely different because that's what the West wants and what we think they want. So we're just going to do that instead.
0: We're kind of believing now that we have to change everything, even though we're the ones that decide what we change. But if we don't change a load of stuff, people are going to say it's not a Final Fantasy game.
1: Yeah, I know. It's just like, what is going on? Like, I mean, the fact that now final fantasy games aren't so much about having a coherent story and more about the gameplay it just sort of makes me feel like final fantasy isn't what i wanted yeah i
0: mean they kind of just it's like they didn't really understand the feedback they got because like final fantasy 12 it was such a departure from what had been seen before it confused a lot of people yeah and that's where this kind of it's It was gradually building over time. As Barry said in his initial point, Final Fantasy VIII was different from Final Fantasy VII in quite big ways. Yeah. Final Fantasy IX was completely different to Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy X was completely different to Final Fantasy IX. Final Fantasy XI then went online, completely different to the entire yeah. thing. I knew very few people that played Final Fantasy XI that were actually Final Fantasy gamers. Yeah. And it's the same with fourteen now. There are so many people that just play Fourteen.
1: To be honest, that, that really annoys me. Like in a small, like, just a small side rant like it annoys me that there's mmos within the main series of final fantasy i just feel like they should be separate games because the thing is is that not everybody wants not every final fantasy game or sorry final fantasy gamer who's a fan of the main series wants to play an mmo like who where do we fit like where do final fantasy the main final fantasy series people fit within the only thing. Well, I mean,
0: fourteen—they've done a good job of trying to actually make it film work a fancy game. But
1: there's still a lot of people who, a, can't afford it, and b, don't have the time to play it. Like, you know, it's just not. It's not fair to count it as a main series Final Fantasy game when it's I still such think a departure. Final
0: Fantasy XI should have been Final Fantasy Online. That's just yeah. what it should have been. It shouldn't that, have been Final yeah, Fantasy XI Online.
1: I completely agree with that, and I think that's the thing that turns a lot a lot of people off. I
0: definitely did. I don't think it does so much now. Mm. Final Fantasy XI, it definitely did. It was a big thing. Yeah. Like no one wanted to play an online Final Fantasy game. No. As like I said, when I played it. Most of the people that were playing it weren't like big Final Fantasy fans. They were MMO fans. They'd yeah. come over because they heard about a Final Fantasy MMO. They wanted to try it out and they kind of stuck with it. Final Fantasy 14, I think, is slightly different. Yeah. Because now it's like become much more mass media. Like everyone says it's great. And yeah. And there are a lot of Final Fantasy fans who are I playing mean, it.
1: And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm totally, I'm totally for Final Fantasy 14. I think it's a terrific game. But it does kind of piss me off a little bit when people are just like... I'm a fan of Final Fantasy 14. Okay, have you played any other Final Fantasy game? No. All right, move along. You haven't even played <laughs> seven. Like, come on. Like, you're not like you're a Final Fantasy fan, but you're a Final Fantasy fan of an MMO. You're a fan of that, but the story in Final Fantasy 14, in my opinion, is not a represent a good representation of a Final Fantasy story. I think it's like a soap opera. It almost plays like because there's so much going on and it's just so confusing. And it takes you ages to even get into it. Whereas, like, you think about a Final Fantasy game, like a Final Fantasy 6, where you just have a clear-cut story. This is what happens. This is who the bad people are. This is the plot twists. You know, all this stuff. Like, that is a Final Fantasy game to me. And it's just, like for someone like me like it's just like I just don't know where I necessarily fit with people because I'll go to FanFest where they completely support the Final Fantasy 14 community. Yeah, that's great. Where do I go to see all the people who have played through the main series Final Fantasy games that are not online and have good stories? Like where 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 do I go? <laughs> where do I go? I'm not I'm not of your ilk. <laughs> Can I find my click of people <laughs> who like like Final Fantasy 1 through 10? Like can I just find my click please? <laughs> like I mean Final Fantasy 13, I think I think went in in the better direction. Yeah,
0: and I think that's the whole thing. Like they and this is what I was trying to say initially was that the they took the wrong feedback. So um it, they didn't Final Fantasy XII had a, a very complicated story, and it was not necessarily a bad story. It's just not the type of storytelling we had been used to up to that yeah. point at all. It's an evil style story. If you play Final Fantasy Tactics or Vagrant Story, you know, that's the kind of storytelling you would get. But it wasn't what we were used to in Final Fantasy no. up to that point. So no, I was of people, not ready for the
1: reading. I a lot was of just people like-
0: got just confused by it the art style was completely different and like the gameplay mechanics again were entirely different to what we'd seen before mm-hmm. and with final fantasy 13 instead of thinking oh you know what people didn't really like the story they didn't, they didn't get the story like it would it just didn't resonate it was good but it was very political it was quite like really highbrow and it just didn't resonate with people so what we'll do is Will not necessarily focus on the story again. We'll give lots of people complaints that they can actively complain about, like, oh, there's no towns and all this stuff. Yeah. And we're going to make a fantastic battle system.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> that's but, what everybody wants. But,
0: like, it just became so easy for people to dislike Final Fantasy 13 because it didn't. It didn't adhere to what the franchise is supposed to be, and I know at the time I was kind of like, "Well, it's about change. You should, you should, you should accept the change." Yeah. But the changes weren't all positive. No. And okay, so sometimes mistakes are made, but when you're making games this slowly, you can't afford to to kind of change everything up, and then expect your fan base to stay happy with it. Because Final Fantasy 12, 13, and 15. They could be completely unrelated games, as far completely. as I'm concerned. There is the only thing that is tying those games together is the the fact that they called them Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. They could be a completely different game, but yeah, no, I just think Square Enix isn't doing their part in taking care of us who are
0: older I, it's fans like, of it's Final, Final point, Fantasy, a that... fan of
1: the older series. The only thing that they're doing for us is by re-releasing games on Steam and releasing like mobile games that that like um pay tribute to the older I age. Mean, I
0: get I get the fact that they feel they need to change because that's how the industry is Oh, gone. I'm
1: I'm totally but, up for change. But if
0: you look at it, like Final Fantasy ten, which came out in about two thousand one, two thousand two,
1: mm-hmm.
0: sold eight like eight and a half million it's sold lifetime it's on like well over ten million copies. Yeah. And Final Fantasy uh ten two sold well over five million like, together they have sold a lot of copies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Square Enix is then like, well, you know what? We need to change it entirely. Yeah. We need to just do something completely like, different. I'm,
1: I'm completely fine with change as long as you don't screw up the story. As if, long as yeah, you tell a they, coherent story. If they'd have
0: gone back with Final Fantasy 13 and told a story in a similar ilk to Final Fantasy 10, mm-hmm. I know it's the HD era and they struggled a lot with that transition. It wouldn't have had the same level of negativity. No. More people would have bought it. Mm-hmm. And... I, but then it was it was completely different from 12. So yeah. if you came in the franchise at 12 and you were just like, what Ugh. the hell is this? It's like, it's no
1: it's no wonder that there's so many people who are just like, oh, I really love 12, but I don't love this one. And then I love, I really love 10, but I don't love this one. And I love seven, but I don't love this one. And then you have just the, the, six, the one through six people who are just like, I like this story. <laughs> you know, like we just have... Like, I mean, even oh, 1 through so 6, there's
0: there's games that people don't like as much. Yeah, don't like...
1: oh yeah, like Final it, Fantasy 2. It's generally two, based around really the like... ones
0: that didn't get released in the West initially. Yeah, pretty much. But like Final um, Fantasy 2, some people just I've come, don't... I've don't... come to respect yeah, them. Yeah, but like 2, some people just don't get on with the battle system. No. They just don't get on with it. Final
1: Fantasy 3, I thought the battle system was really good. Final Fantasy 4, Final Fantasy 5, and Final Fantasy 6. And, you know, Final Fantasy 7 is even good too. Like I, I like, I like those games. And Final Fantasy 8, I got on with. But yeah, no, it's just, it's just a shame that they sort of abandoned ship with the story. Like, I just, I just felt like that was something throughout the rest of the game series that was important to Square Enix, but it doesn't seem like it's important to them. Anymore. Yeah. I
0: mean, I, I'm not at anywhere near the level of business that I need to run a company like Square Enix. But to me, it makes more sense that they, like make a more simplified battle system like final fantasy 13 or even like 10 2 but just focus more time on the story and yeah. the development of that sort of things which should theoretically i mean like final fantasy 15 did not need to be open world from no. what tabata has said about the fact that they couldn't even make the second half of the game open world because the resource they would need to make that was crazy so they went more linear well, why didn't you just make the whole game linear? I know. Take less time to develop it and then make another game soon after as opposed to have, wait, making us wait God knows how long. And now we're going to have to wait probably a load more time for the next one because they're going to try and go open world. They're going to try and do all this yeah. crazy stuff that, to be honest, like... I don't want that from a Final Fantasy no. game. I'll go and play I a, mean they a are listening. That. They
1: are listening to the complaints of Final Fantasy thirteen where it's just like oh Too well much. it was so linear, so linear. But then to those people I just say Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 10. ten. Like honestly, Final Fantasy Ten. Even, They're like, all linear. All the Final Fantasies are linear, like just square enix you make linear games just get over they're it. they're
0: all linear to until you get the airship yeah and then even then you up. can do other things at that time yeah but there's not too many things you can do no. you're pointed in a very clear direction
1: yeah. but the game will still probably take you about 100 hours
0: so yeah. You know.
1: but anyways we go we go way too far on this but essentially yeah i mean but like
0: yeah what the worst thing like, the worst game syndrome like it is a it's something that is very understandable because Square Enix has no identity for the franchise anymore. No. And it's very similar to Sonic, where they now have two completely disparate audiences and then they have to make games like Sonic Generations <laughs> so they can actually cater for both those audiences at the same time. Yeah. Because they've even with the nowadays, they just they have no idea how to make a Sonic game that works mechanically because they're like, Well, he needs to run fast. And that worked okay in 2D, but how does it work? We can't do it, but we have to still try because it, it's 3D. That's what everyone else is doing, right? 3D.
1: But you know what? You know who made a really good Sonic game? A fan. Yeah. <laughs> a fan made a really good Sonic game, and uh, put Sega to shame.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's they. they I think Square are putting too much emphasis on the gameplay and the mechanics behind it. Yeah, that's not why i'm really buying a final fantasy game like no. i appreciated the battle system in 10 2 i like the battle system in 13 and 12s was you know there's a lot that you can appreciate there mm. it's a very complicated system but once you get your head around it it's great 15's battle system is also fun but it is it's not why i'm really buying that game i'm yeah. buying it for the story
1: it's like thank you thank you for doing this for me square enix for updating the battle system but that's not what i asked you to do I asked you to make a story, but I would
0: I would really prefer if with Final Fantasy 16, if they just said right, Final Fantasy 15's battle system worked really well. We're just gonna stick to it, enhance it slightly, and then just tell a completely new story.
1: Yeah, and make it linear.
0: And that's how they could speed up the development process knowing because they've already done it. Yeah, they've they, done They've it. done it. They've done it. <laughs> Just do reuse it.
1: I know. But no, they have to complicate things. All right. But anyways, um, let's go. Let's go.
0: Yeah, all right. Um, news. News yeah. time, yeah. News, news. Okay, news. news. We're gonna blitz through this. Okay. okay. So we have a new mobile game announced. Okay. Woo! It's called Final Fantasy Explorers Forced on iPhone and Android, and as you guessed it, it is a follow up to Final Fantasy Explorers.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, it features a ton of job classes and returning characters like Cloud, Squall, Tidus, and Van. So I was genu- enjoy.
0: I was genuinely... This really just... I know they love releasing mobile games. Yeah. But uh, I mean, okay, I guess the Cidia maybe was a bit more surprising than mm. this, like Upper Omnia. But...
1: This was did, kind of out of left field.
0: Did Explorers do well enough to reward a for- following game?
1: I think didn't it do well in Japan. It did really it did well okay. in Japan. Yeah.
0: It did okay.
1: But that's the thing—they're just looking for like, what can we latch onto? What do we have that we can latch onto, and we can turn into a mobile game? All right, this one—that yeah, let's do this. We
0: need more mobile games. We need more it. mobile games. But this also contradicts what they were saying, where I'm sure pretty sure Matsuda was saying we want to move away from free to play, we want to make more standalone apps that yeah, you pay nah, for and have nah. like contained stories. They're and not app. done yet. <laughs> Explorers Force is a free to play iOS game.
1: That Excel sheet is still like a miles long. We got it. We got yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, that's,
0: that's com- there's no, um, planned release western wise that I'm no. aware of, uh, and it's coming out in 2017. It's just been given a tentative release date, yeah. as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, so yeah, be excited for that one. Um, <laughs> next <laughs> up we have Final Fantasy 15 stuff. Um, so Tabitha has been saying a couple of different things. He just did a GDC panel, which actually had some really heartwarming moments in it. Yeah, so, yeah, it he kind was, of
1: made me love him again. It was
0: like he, Final Fantasy 15, um, no matter how you look at it, it has been a success. Like, mm. it's kind of projected the franchise back into front and center. Obviously, now it's for them to do something with that. Mm-hmm. Tabata's obviously said that he doesn't want to be part of that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, GDC approached him because they wanted him to talk about, like, how do you make a successful game? Because... In reality, Final Fantasy 15 was one of the best-selling games outside of a pre-existing like um, North American franchise, like FIFA yeah. and Call yeah. of Duty and Battlefield, yeah. which obviously just kind of churn. Yeah. Um, whereas you know, Final Fantasy 15 did something different. It sold well, so they wanted him to talk about how that happened, and he was just saying, you know, well, I don't really feel it was su- like the development wasn't successful. It was really hard. There were also yeah. things that went wrong, and he even started at the first bit where he was like. Well, we got, we kind of took on this task because he's ambitious. Like he, mm. when when I guess when it was offered around internally, he was just like, "Oh, it. I'll, I'll take a Final Fantasy. 15. Yeah, screw it, I'm I'm up for the challenge." <laughs> and he even went to the head of sales and was like, because they internally were pretty much saying that they felt the franchise was kind of on its last legs. It didn't really have much clout anymore. They were actually anticipating that Final Fantasy 15 would sell under five million copies, mm. which would pl- pretty much make it the worst selling game in the franchise since yeah. like final Fantasy five i think which yeah. didn't even get a western release so he kind of went and said well i think you're being really pessimistic here i reckon i can bring this back up so he increased their under five million sales target to a minimum of six million and then went to his team and said guys i've just kind of signed you up for this one <laughs> um but i also appreciate the fact that we're really good at making mobile games we've never made a console game handheld,
1: before. hand-held games
0: Oh, sorry, portable games is what I yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
0: but we've never made a home console game. No. Um, and he's like, well, it's kind of like... We can do it. It's kind of <laughs> like... I'm a, he, he used to be a skier, so he's like done mountain climbing and stuff. And he was like, well, making Crisis Core and Type-0 is like climbing a 3,000-meter um, mountain. Now we're going to be climbing 6,000-meter mountain. And we've got to try and do something to help that happen um so that's Ta-da. when he, like basically he restructured the entire business division obviously they had been working together in a certain way mm. but he was just like that's just not going to work anymore i we have such a short frame of time i don't have time for politics or anything like that so he interviewed every single member of his team and said what do you think you do well and then they just flipped the hierarchy around um, they put people in charge who had the most skill and the person, like the personality, so people they, that were liked, yep. and got rid of seniority based on time served and like all this crap, which is was so like ingrained in mm. SquareX, and there were a lot of people that were unhappy about it. But they managed to just absolutely beast development. They just like smashed out an engine, started working on it, got episode Guy out, and then they were like, oh. That was really fun and all, but we've still got the rest of the game to make. Yeah. Uh,
1: it really is a shame, though, because, like, I really agree with what Tabata did. I really agree with that, with that sentiment because, like, I mean, when it comes to something like producing a game like this, like, it's serious business. Like, you can't bother with hurt feelings when somebody's just like, oh, well, I'm in this position. I've been
0: here a year longer than them. Like,
1: I've been here a year long. Yeah, but you're not good at your job. Like, we need to... Do you not understand that we need to produce a really good game because we have to sell it because otherwise they're going to shut down the series? Like seriously like get your crap together yeah, and
0: and the analogy he used for this you was, won't have a job was, was, was sports teams so he was like in a sports team like american football uh football my football here mm. or like baseball or any any kind of sport you have people that are specialists like you wouldn't put in, in football, you wouldn't put your centre forward, your like, let's say Zlatan Ibrahimovic, yeah. in goal because he's not suited to that position. No. It doesn't matter if he's been playing football longer than the, best, the guy who's the best goalie. Yeah. He's not a goalkeeper. You no. wouldn't play him there. And like you have, obviously in American football, you have your quarterback. You wouldn't put your uh, like wide receiver as quarterback. You wouldn't put your no. kicker in a position that he, like it just doesn't like it makes ba- no sense you wouldn't put your pitcher as your opening bat, like unless he was amazing out of both yeah but like you just wouldn't do it so why why should they be doing that like yeah and and when people aren't good enough anymore like they're getting too old or their skills diminishing you don't just keep playing them because you feel sentimental or whatever no because you've then got to lose. win you're yeah. there to win yeah so if you've got a younger player who's better and you can buy someone who's better you do it you don't have time for like, worrying about hurt feelings or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, he completely was just like, I don't care, I don't care. But when they released episode Dusk Guy, everyone just got so overwhelmed by mm. everything. They still had to do yeah. that morale just dropped, and I think there was three month period where they basically just didn't really achieve anything. Yeah. And um, this is where the heartwarming stuff comes in. So he-, yeah. he was at home one day, and I think I guess he was like downbeat about what was happening at the office, and his daughter was saying, his who's six saying, um, you know, Dad, how long are you going to have to be working on this game for? Like, it seems to be going on a while. And he was just like, oh, I think it's still going to be a while longer. And, um, you know, she was like almost started to cry about it because she just didn't, she wasn't really seeing her dad at all. But she went off and drew him a picture to cheer him up and just said, look, Dad, you need to keep your chin up and you need to keep up the good work. And, uh, you know, he said it was a very hard moment for him as a parent, but it really kind of empowered him. Because his daughter, his little six-year-old daughter, was su- trying to support him with what he yeah, was doing. Yeah,
1: so cute. So he
0: made this whole family day where every single person in BDT, which is like 250 people, was able to invite their parents, their wife, their like cousins or whatever, yeah, children, kids. whatever the hell it was, any relatives that they felt would like were motivational for them. They were able to bring them into the office. They made a new version of, like Final Fantasy 15. that was kid friendly. So <laughs> all, all the kids could play it, and like they just he wanted to get people on board with what they they were doing and to make them yeah. understand that you know this is a big deal like this is not just big for these people personally it's big for the country yeah like it's a massive deal like he's talked in the past about how he wanted final fantasy 15 to show that japanese developers could still compete yeah and so like it was a huge thing for them and it was you know i think it he really thought it worked out well and obviously they, they managed to kind of get things done. I know there's debates about the game being unfinished and all this stuff, yeah. but they still got it out.
1: They did. They did. And it's, it's not a train wreck either. Like, it's not a terrible game. It's not my ideal Final Fantasy, but... It's still a good game, and I think it deserves the praise that it's gotten, and I think Tab uh, Tabata deserves the praise that he's getting, and I I definitely, I know that he's being modest. I,
0: g- I genuinely can't wait for his next game. But
1: I think that he's a terrific director, and yeah. I think that he really did pull around the ship uh, from being a-, a complete and utter nightmare, like... Yeah.
0: I mean, like, he's, he's come out and said that he obviously doesn't want to work on Final Fantasy any time in the near future. He wants to work on a new IP, which Square Enix desperately need. Yes. They need new IPs. Yeah. Uh, and he's also said, like, repeatedly that there will not be a sequel to Final Fantasy fifteen. Like, yeah. he's not interested in that. No. And, and unless someone, some of the, the suits come and say, we're doing a Final Fantasy fifteen part two, but he's not going to do it. So, None. it'll be someone else doing it. Yeah. Um, we need to speed this along. Yeah, come on, yeah. come on. Okay, um, okay. So, the other thing is that King's Night, you know, that game that they announced in September last year? I know. What's happening, with it? Year What's happening? Has been delayed again. Ugh. So, it was delayed at the end of last year. They originally said it's going to release in 2016. On the 27th of December, they said it's not releasing this year. It's now been delayed again, kind of indefinitely. Um, it had had a soft launch in Australia in November last year and they posted an update saying that basically the game is shutting down. <laughs> uh, they're doing a, what they quoted as a large-scale renewal of the game, which basically mm. means they're remaking it. Oh, God. And they said that service is going to shut down at the end of March for the Australian people and they don't know when it's coming back.
1: Yay! It's going to be
0: at some point in 2017. And it's like, well, what's the point of the game anymore? Because <laughs> it was, it was... It's a completely separate franchise to Final Fantasy fifteen, so yeah, they, it, it, they didn't need.
1: To be honest, I think they should just re-record the lines and say we're going to play a King's Tale.
0: Yeah, because it, obviously, all the, there's all the in-game. At least that, that one really is... But yeah, like by the time it comes out, it doesn't have Final Fantasy in the in the name. No, there's going to be no real relation with Final Fantasy fifteen because I don't think too many people are going to be playing it then, unless they the DLC they keep pumping out is amazing. Yeah. Um. So like, unless the game's super. No one's really going to care. It's just going to no. go like Justice Monsters Five, exactly, which is shutting down very soon.
1: Yeah, I think it has already shut down. No, maybe. no, it's, no, it's, it's in a couple of weeks. Yeah, oh, bless uh,
0: it. and then yeah, the last piece of Final Fantasy news is that A King's Tale, the the, the pre order game that you can only get through specific retailers, which caused a lot of people very a lot of frustration. Yeah, especially I the agree. Ultimate Collector Edition guys who couldn't yeah. get the game because they didn't order that a specific edition. Uh, it's now available for free, yeah. and we even got some comments on a video about this, where people were just getting really angry about the fact that you know they'd they'd gone through all the path of cancelling their pre-orders, yeah. doing multiple pre-orders just so they could yeah. get everything, and now it's available for free.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like dickish, really. But um, I I am I am happy that it's available because it actually isn't that bad of a game. It should
0: have been available for free in the first. place. Yeah,
1: I think so, definitely. For like, well, how short it was, it is, if
0: you pre-ordered, how
1: short it is. Like it's it's a super short game. Like I wasn't expecting it to be that short, but it is. I mean, granted, you can do the dream battles, but um, the story mode is is quite short. Um, um,
0: but yeah but yeah uh, so moving on Final Fantasy 7 Remake has had some stuff more stuff mm-hmm. um, so Katazi has said the Japanese voice acting is nearly finished for the main story yep uh, doesn't really mean that much no I mean,
1: it's not on its way out guys like that that's like nothing well
0: they haven't done the English
1: yeah they haven't done the English this is just the Japanese it no <laughs> like I mean Goofy from Kingdom Hearts said that he's recorded all of his stuff for Kingdom Hearts 3 where is Kingdom Hearts 3?
0: Yeah, so that doesn't really mean that much, It's just no. cool. Yeah. It's nice that loved up- update. And then the Murra, uh, he was speaking to a couple of f- uh, Final Fantasy fans sites so like Finland and Final Fantasy Dream at the Monaco um anime international conference thingamajig. Um and uh one of them asked him about an H D collection for Final Fantasy Seven. Mm. because obviously you've got Crisis Core before Crisis and Dirge Cerberus, it would be like very similar to what they've been doing with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And he was just like, "Well, no." <laughs> basically, he just said no because the story they're looking to tell in the Final Fantasy VII remake would have no real coherence with what they would be showing in the in the compilation. Mm. And there's just a lack of continuity between the entire games because they're basically not telling the story in the same way. So uh, that was quite interesting.
1: Yeah, but I I just find that statement kind of weird because it's just like, but it's not about that it's more about like the celebration of the original Final Fantasy 7 so I
0: think that internally they've made a decision and said if you think about the way the the scenes were acting in Final Fantasy 7 and then Crisis Core there were differences yeah and with Final Fantasy 7 they're basically I think they're not changing the story as such no they're going to be completely changing the delivery of the story yeah so with Crisis Core they try to stay consistent with how things happened Hmm. But I think with Final Fantasy VII Remake, they're basically going to be telling the same story, but in a completely different way. Yeah. So the opening bomber is mission true. is not going to take place. The same things will happen, Yeah. but like visually or stylistically, it's going to be told very differently to I the mean... original game. And so if they then had this HD collection yeah. and you saw, oh, well, in Crisis Core, cool. I've just seen that scene play out there. And then they go to Final Fantasy VII Remake and it's done in a completely different way. I think... It will just add to really. It will just make everything really yeah. confusing. Yeah,
1: I think the best way you you said about it was like it's sort of like how they did with the Star Wars series, and that they just basically said like N- the the books are not canon anymore. Like just just ignore them. Yeah. Um. It it just saves them, and also, I mean, if you think about Square Enix resources, like they it's better for them to just not have to focus on something else that they have to produce right now.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it's very different from Kingdom Hearts because Kingdom Hearts 3 isn't a remake of the original Kingdom Hearts. Exactly. It is a new game, and it is consistent with the story they've been trying to tell. So if you want to play and get up to speed, that's fine. You can play Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8. Whereas if
1: they remade, like, if they did Crisis Core, they would have to remake it. They would have to make it, like, a Crisis Core HD-type game, and I don't know if they really want to waste their time on that.
0: No, I mean, it's not going to... I mean, Crisis Core originally sold okay. Yeah. But what's Crisis Core HD going to sell?
1: Yeah, and how, how well will it transfer to a console because people had a lot of problems with uh, Type-0 HD, so...
0: All right, so I think that's pretty much it then. So uh, music from this episode is from Final Fantasy VII. I've been doing a lot of Final Fantasy VII ones. Yeah. Um, so this is by Banjo Guy Ollie, and mm. it's an, a banjo arrangement of the Final Fantasy VII battle theme. Oh. Yeah, it's quite cool. Um, okay, so the next show is scheduled to come out on the 21st of March. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes Store. If you just search for Final Fantasy, we are pretty much there. And, of course, you can catch all our news coverage at com as well as all our video coverage, which includes... We did a massive feature on Final Fantasy Seven compilation. We did. We did a video about why Ignis is the best character in Final Fantasy
1: Fifty,
0: yeah, um, and that's on our YouTube channel. So be sure to check yeah. it out. And if you want to support our podcast, please head over to the Patreon and check out our Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash FFKH Union. Okay, Lawrence, it's
1: goodbye time. It's goodbye time. Bye, guys. Hope it didn't upset any of you. I I swear, I love all Final Fantasy games. I just I just get I get a bit passionate. Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, same. I tried to I tried to steer the ship and make it so it was diplomatic, but I feel like even I offended people by saying that Final Fantasy Fifteen doesn't sound like a Final Fantasy game.
1: Oh uh, no, no! no.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm there. I'm saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production.